Welcome to The Good Download, a fortnightly roundup of creativity to uplift and inspire. We're a group of planners and creatives from The Good Agency in London. We feel that the world needs a little more good right now. That's why we're sharing inspiration with you from across our sector and beyond. There's lots to get excited about and hopefully spark some good ideas of your own. So we're recording in a week of interesting advertising news. We have the government putting out slightly sexist stay-at-home ads showing women doing housework at home while dad's got his feet up on the sofa. And we've got Twitter being challenged again over Marcus Rashford and other footballers facing racist abuse online and the world wanting them to be able to do more. So there's a lot to worry about, there's a lot to be frustrated about, but there's also, we think, a lot to be hopeful for. And I, for one, am taking a lot of inspiration at the moment from Drag Race, particularly the US celebrity version. And something that I really liked on an episode I watched this week was when one of the queens said, drag is an art, but it's not one that you can go to an institution and learn. It's one that you have to learn from other queens. It's a gloriously democratic art form and one that is highly skilled and and very hopeful. And that is a lovely segue into our theme of the download this week. We're talking about art for everyone. We're talking about ways that the art world, which can be exclusive and institutional, has actually been reinvented and reimagined for a more democratic world, especially post-pandemic. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Helena, who's a strategist at Good Agency, who's going to share a good thing that she's spotted. And we're asking what's good about all of them. Now, Helena, I might add, is a trained ethnographer. That's very interesting, isn't it, Helena? It is. Thanks, Pete, for that little intro. Yes, art for everyone. The good thing that I spotted in the creative world this week is a really great concept for a vertical theatre. And this vertical theatre was designed by a architecture studio, Stewfish. And the concept is trying to bring in a new era of performance venues. The way that it works is it's got viewing boxes divided by clear screens. There's large walkways which allow for adequate social distancing. And if you look it up, there's a really interesting kind of spiral design which is both practical and beautifully eye-catching and what's also lovely about it and what makes it I think for everyone is it's designed as a pop-up so it can be transported across the UK so I'm really looking forward to that becoming a reality because I personally am really missing in-person entertainment and I'm sure we all are But besides the fact that this means that we're able to watch theatre productions again and that people within the theatre world are able to return to work, what I think is so, so good about this is that it uses creativity to future-proof live entertainment. And it's not just for a pandemic world, but it's actually, you know, for the future of creativity and the world. And I do think that this sort of long-term approach is something that we all need to be taking now across sectors. So my question to both of you is, does changing a space make it more inclusive? Well, that's a great question. I, um, I think it can, but I'm, I'm not sure about this example because a travelling theatre that is designed to be more socially distant, will it actually attract people who are marginalised from theatre and wouldn't feel comfortable walking into a theatre at the moment? It might do, but it might not. It might still have all of those same barriers of feeling uncomfortable that 
going to a theatre might still have. It doesn't need to go even further in order to, you know, take theatre to the people rather than expecting people to go to the theatre. Yeah, I think I'd really agree with that, Pete. I really loved that in lockdown, um, the National were streaming lots of plays for people to watch from home. So even if you weren't someone who um, was so inclined to go to the theatre, you found it quite a kind of an intimidating space. It was still something that you could enjoy. I suppose the flip side of that, though, is would you be likely to log on and watch these plays online if you weren't already an audience member of the National in any way, if you didn't already have that inroad? So I suppose, yeah, it's, it really is all about kind of getting rid of that barrier to entry when it comes to participation. And I suppose that kind of leads us quite nicely on to our next good download. And I wanted to talk to you guys about the Great Big Art Exhibition. So this was launched recently by Anthony Gormley, just as a way of keeping art and creativity going now that all of the galleries across the country are shut. And it's a group of artists, I think Anthony's kind of leading it, but it's basically encouraging people to create some art from home and then stick it up in their front windows. And I think the theme at the moment is animals, but it's going to change. And people are doing paintings and sticking them up. But they're also encouraging people to kind of like make stuff, you know, things like sculptures, put them up in their windows. And the idea being is to, and I quote, create a magical patchwork of creativity, which sounds incredibly cheesy, but I think that there's a lot to love about it. And as with the theatre, I, I really love that they're taking something that a lot of people are very intimidated by and making it easy and approachable. You know, you, it's, it's about really creating art with what you've got in your house. Anybody can do it. It's a theme that I think anyone of any age can get on board with and resonate with. It doesn't feel intimidating. And I think that a lot of people, myself included, can find galleries quite impenetrable spaces. Like, I think I'm definitely someone, if I like, go to the Tate or I go to the National Gallery and as much as I enjoy looking at the art I always worry about you know what I'm supposed to be thinking at any given moment it never quite feels like a space that I belong so I just love the idea of, of bringing that creativity to people's homes and really showing that it's something that anyone can do and added to that I think and we've seen this you know there's been lots of kind of lots of encouragement of people to get creative um, at home with art during lockdown and I just love the idea of, of creativity as an act of mindfulness in a way of people finding solace during a really really stressful time I just think that's a really beautiful thing and you know hopefully something that's going to kind of keep us going in post-covid times when I was reading up about it, though, one of the things I was wondering, kind of wanted to bring to the table with you guys, was that if I was an artist, would I feel like this response to the fact that all of the galleries have shut was enough? And would I want something bigger in terms of a kind of a community movement and a community response to art? What do you guys think? I think it, it, there's a kind of a question of, in COVID, are you going to ever be able to replicate what we were doing before are you ever going to make that same income stream and if not you kind of just need to try everything different don't you I think it's a great opportunity for participation it really struck with me what you said about you know the thought police the anxiety thought police you know am I thinking the right thing as I'm going around and just anything that breaks that and 
has a bit of silliness and a bit of freshness, I think is so great. On a similar note, I saw uh, my neighbours, you know, on my government <laughs> mandated walk, I, uh, I saw that my neighbours have set up an art trail around our local neighbourhood and a few of them have like bits of art, <laughs> not masterpieces, but bits of art in the window. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that kind of level of participation and silliness and fun is really missing. We saw it in the Christmas ads, like the Tesco Christmas ad was so silly and fun. And yeah. that was definitely the one that resonated with people, not the slightly more highbrow, endearing John Lewis this year. Definitely. So. It's definitely not the time to be kind of downbeat or cynical, is it? You do just want that kind of uplifting cuteness. And I think this is, it is a cute response to a very serious problem but I think that's kind of what people need. I think it is what people need but it's it's more about the mass public rather mm -hmm. than the sort of artists by profession themselves. I think it's a much wider cause um, which is which is nice and there's something interesting in I guess a bit of unseen talent or even lack of talent can be even more amusing and more uplifting yeah. um, which I, I would certainly fall into that category from a art perspective but yeah those unseen kind of gems uh, that just bring a smile to your face I think is really lovely and it's going to take it's going to take different people to do different things isn't it so you know this is the silly fun mass response but all of our art institutions are going to need um, you know their major donors their their supporters to be backing them more than ever at this time and they'll keep them afloat um, but also like campaigners, like this is the fun response, but you also need the kind of serious, um, slightly more, you know, hard hitting response to stick up for the art industry, I think. Um, and that's a little bit what I've got in my, um, my good download. So I'm bringing something from a group called The White Pube. It's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> the White Pube are, uh, it's obviously a play on the, the White Cube, um, the London, uh, Contemporary Art Gallery. It's actually a couple of artists who met in art school. Um, they're called Gabrielle de la Puente and Zarina Mohammed. Um, and they, you know, from inside as art students, they saw how kind of exclusive the art industry really was. So what they've done is partnered with Build Hollywood, who are a media company, and they've, they've created um, some challenging outdoor art on a series of billboards that are around uh, for the next three months. You can scout them out in London and Liverpool. And they are basically pieces of public art, not advertising, that challenge the kind of elitism of the art industry. So one of them says, all museums should give back the objects that are stolen. Another one says, we should have universal basic income for artists so they can make a living. Um, and just kind of challenging policy ideas for a new, a new world of art. I think the thing that's really interesting about this for me is that the role of outdoor advertising seems to have massively changed. It's not advertising anymore. It's now, you know, a medium for public entertainment to enhance our local public space and our public mood. You know, absolutely love some of the stuff that Arthritis UK did recently, which, you know, looked like public art, not advertising. And I think, you know, I would challenge any client now who wants to do out of home, not to just sell their message but to do something that's you know genuinely beautiful or uplifting or challenging or adding to that public space and the, the group white white pube they said you know they particularly chose outdoor because it has a much wider reach in terms of diversity and just in everyday public life than a website which is somewhere you have to go to 
So, uh, you know, this is, th that's my good thing of the week. It'd be great to know from you guys how you think outdoor advertising is changing or how you've seen it change for clients or what you think the potential of it might be. So what I really love about this is that it seems to really channel anger in a very humorous way. And I love any kind of creativity that, that does that. And what I also like is that I, I like what they said. They've said that this isn't about being radical. It's, it's just common sense. You know, it's about stating the obvious and making sure that that really obvious message reaches more people. I think the thing that I kind of find frustrating with things like this is messages like this get broadcasted and people go, oh, yeah, 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 obviously, really, really great idea, very powerful statement. And then nothing gets done about it. And I love that the artists have said that they want to treat these like 2021 manifestations, which is obviously very Gen Z. But yeah, I'm just really hoping that something does actually get done when it comes to their statements. Absolutely. And I think part of the beauty of uh, those outdoor spaces is that it is at eye level. And actually, when you walk past something on your daily walk, as we've all been doing, you do see it and you, it does stand out in that sort of scenery. And I've actually seen some of those white pube examples uh, recently and that giving back the stolen objects really sort of struck me. And it was something that I then went on to talk to other people about. And I think that's really where the power of outdoor comes in is actually it's, it starts a conversation and that conversation might be with friends. And in this case, that's really valuable if we're accessing you know, a huge range of people, you start to kind of widen that circle and think about all of those people who can think about entering the art world and the art industry, but also the digital potential of outdoor is huge. You know, people want to take pictures in front of cool outdoor posters. They want to be that kind of hipster walking past. They want to be able to share that with their followers and then it just spreads and spreads and spreads. And although it's more difficult from a kind of numbers and measurement perspective, I think actually the raw power of outdoor is pretty unparalleled in some ways, especially in city spaces. Stick it on the ground. Stick it on the ground. <laughs> oh, been, it's been great. I feel like we really put the world to rights in our time together. It's um, the thing that's really stood out for me is we all need a little bit of cheering up right now. We need a bit of a bit of silliness, a bit of fun, a bit of challenge. And that's exactly what art can do and what advertising can do. And if we can make our advertising a little bit more like art, I think it would really mean more to, to a lot more people. All right, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening to our pilot episode of The Good Download. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So please do get in touch if you have any suggestions whatsoever for upcoming episodes. Tweet us at Good Agency London or send a message to hello at goodagency.co.uk. Links to everything we discussed today can be found in our show notes on goodagency.co.uk, where you can also sign up for a weekly injection of positive creativity via our newsletter, Three Good Things. See you next time. <laughs>